Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble on the drum. Beat out old trouble on the drum. Beat out old trouble on the drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Kick him out the door. Welcome to Radical Australia, streaming live on 3cr.org.au on Community Radio 3CR. Dale Bridge, the dowager, is not able to be with us today and in her place steps in young Kelly, the princess. How art thou, Kelly? There you are. You are supposed to indulge in small talk at the beginning. This is how we do it. How you going, Joe? <laughs> it's not me you've got to talk to, it's the listeners. How you going, everyone? Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Kelly. Well, Kelly, it's good to see that you're on the ball, that you're doing all the little bits and pieces that Dale normally does. Without you, I couldn't be the show pony I am. You realise that? My pleasure. No, it's okay. I always <laughs> like interacting with draft horses. Now, <laughs> our guest is a recidivist, Dimity Hawkins. She was with us in nine... Was it 2014? I yeah. think it was. Yeah, at the yeah. early stages of this program, and uh, she's come back. I have uh, for my sins. <laughs> this is not an R-rated program. There are kiddies going home from school. I don't want to know about your sins. I don't care. I'll meet They're not you. that interesting, Joe. Well, I'll meet you in hell. That's fine. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm sure my sins are better than yours. Dimity. I'm going to ask just a few questions pre-2014 and then we will get into the last five years because I think that's important. And uh, considering yesterday was a very important day, which most people Mm. have forgotten, Mm. we will uh, raise that. Now, Dimity, what year were you born? I was born in 1969, right right towards the end. Yeah, all the good stuff happened right then. You know. Yeah, Yeah. I was. uh, I was 18. It was a lot of. It was a good year. I can imagine. Yeah, seduced. I was seduced in Canberra. Great year. (laughs) Fabulous. I love that you've marked that still. Well, well, you know, it was the great, the great days of rage. You know, (laughs) those days. But. in Canberra of all places. Now, let's get back to you, Dimity. This is about you. Now, I'm not going to ask you your first memories because we did all that. I'm not going to ask you about your life. Now, Dimity, I am honoured 
to be in your presence. And I've been in the presence of many, many infamous people. Infamous? <laughs> yeah, but never famous. <laughs> I mean, we had a bloke called Henry Light here last week. Uh, he's infamous. We won't talk about him. <laughs> and we've got another bloke lined up next week. He's even more infamous, and, and you're just you're just famous. Oh, now, Dimity, how sure. many institutes are you na- are named after you? Absolutely none. Thank you very much, Joe. None, none. <laughs> not a single one. Not a single one. But but don't Nobel Nobel laureates get institutes named after them? Well, you see, the problem here, Joe, is it's a problem. There is a problem. Yeah, well, you're, you're not a Nobel laureate. I'm not a Nobel laureate. No. Well, I don't think of myself as a Nobel laureate. We won. We. We. I can international I can. campaign to abolish nuclear weapons. Yeah, to do that. Slow. International, International campaign. campaign to abolish nuclear weapons. So those sweet. What year was this? We started it. We we launched it here in Melbourne in two thousand and seven. Right. And we won a Nobel Peace Prize in two thousand and seventeen, which was a very very happy and wonderful event. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to ask how many members there are, but how many workers are there? How many people who really do work in this organisation? You well, know, not show ponies, but draft horses. How many draft horses. There's a lot of draft horses. A lot of draft um, horses, yeah. In Australia, so it's an international campaign. Excuse me. It started in Melbourne. Started in Melbourne. And now it's across, all, around the world. All around the world. What's it called again? different countries. What's it called again? The uh, <clears throat> International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons. Right. <laughs> didn't, so. didn't, did you think it was ironical <laughs> yesterday? I was listening to a number of interviews, mm. not because I, I like listening to radio, but I actually subject myself to these tortures in order to let the people know it in the programs. And the conversation on the 6th of August was all about Australia becoming having <gasps> nuclear power stations. Oh, now, can you have... tell me why that was disgusting? Can you tell what, 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 What's the 6th of August? The 6th of August is, of course, Hiroshima Day. Yesterday was the 17th. 70... What do you mean, of course? Of course. We should remember this. How can we be forgetting this? It was, uh, it was disgusting yesterday to be listening to radio and to, I'm, I'm talking about mainstream radio, mm-hmm. and to hear these kinds of discussions. Now, excuse me, we're mainstream radio. Ah. They're the other people. Oh, they're corporate, the other people. All it's right, the corporate-owned radio and the government guild at ABC. They're, that the, they're on the margins. We're mm. mainstream, okay? Mm. We're mainstream okay. in thought and action. They may be mainstream in listenership. That's the difference, all right? I'm right there with you, Joe. Yeah. And it, it was so just... Hiroshima Day. Yeah. It's Hiroshima Day. 74th anniversary? 74th anniversary. So can you tell me, because most of our listeners have forgotten, mm. you know, what happened on the 6th of August, 1945? 6th of August, 1945, 8.15 in the morning, mm. the Americans came over mm. Hiroshima, which is a... I think about the 10th largest city in Japan, Mm. 1945, Mm. and they dropped their first bomb to be used in warfare. It wasn't their first bomb. They'd already exploded that Mm. a month earlier Mm. in the deserts of New Mexico. Mm. But it was the second bomb to be exploded, and they dropped it right over this city, which was full of civilians, women and children, and Mm. yes, you know, men as well. And and some of them were involved in the war effort, of course. We were all at war at that stage. And this bomb went off and it obliterated, incinerated, vaporised people at Ground Zero, some of them. But too many of them, it didn't do that too. It Actually, they died slow and agonising deaths. We're talking about tens of thousands of people. 140,000 people by the end of that year 
Because the days and weeks and months afterwards were counted in that death toll as well. I went to uh, Hiroshima in 1979, went to Ground Zero, went to the museums, met survivors. It's extraordinary. I am very much hoping to be there next year. And I can understand the Americans saying if we're going to invade Japan, there's going to be a huge loss of life or we're going to decrease the loss of life by bombing Hiroshima. Mm. But Mm -mm. what happened three days later, which is unforgivable? Unforgivable. I think that a lot is unforgivable. Yeah, I understand. But, um, <laughs> three days later, just to compound. <laughs> three days the later, atrocity. just to compound the atrocity. When mm. when the fires were still burning mm. in Hiroshima, when yeah. the bodies were still being recovered, when the uh, the uh, government didn't actually have time to respond. The but three days later, the government didn't have time to respond. The, the nation was in crisis. Three mm. days later, they dropped another bomb. This Where? time on Nagasaki, mm. and, and it was. Uh, a massive bomb. It was a mm. plutonium-based bomb, and it was um, it killed around seventy-four thousand people mm. in by the end of that year. Mm. So it was it was an absolute atrocity. It was mm. an absolute atrocity. And I mean, I mean, you may you may, if you're a military historian, kind of get away with the first one, but there's no excuse for the second one. Obviously, there's yeah. no excuse for the first. But in rationalisation. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people who try to rationalise it. There's a lot of people who try and justify it. And, mm. you know, history for a long time was with the victors mm. as it is, right? Yeah. But um, call me a revisionist, mm. but I have real problems with mm. that, that mm. version of history. I mm. think that there were any number of other ways of dealing mm. with the right. end of that war. Okay. Now, what was the tragedy about Nagasaki that I'm sure you don't know? Which bit of the tragedy of Nagasaki? <laughs> which which well, bit? Well, this is what happens when you don't know your history. Ah, tell me. You tell me, Joe. What oh, well, was? I will tell you. <laughs> tell me. Tell me. Nagasaki yeah. had the largest Christian community in Asia, who had survived from the persecutions from the fifteenth century. The largest surviving Christian community in Asia that was bombed. You know, it's so interesting you say Mm. that because Mm. I have just been asked to help launch a book at the end of October by Mm. a guy called Gwen Mm. who has written a book about that community and about Mm. the Catholic in particular, the Catholic community Mm. in Mm. Nagasaki. And to be honest, I actually hadn't heard that history. So you're Mm. quite right. I didn't Mm. know my history When the Portuguese came in in the 15th, no, 16th. 16th century in the 1500s and mm. they had a little outpost on the islands and uh, they had a quite – then about 100 years later the empress didn't like what was happening and um, they yeah. kind of persecuted the Christian community. But it just shows yeah. you the ignorance. Yeah. You know, but that is neither here or there, but history is history. But getting back to mm. this organisation that was formed in 2007, mm. why did you bother to form this organisation in <laughs> Melbourne? Were you at a loss for something to do? What yeah, was going on? there wasn't enough other things to do, mate. Like there was uh, – no, um, why? Because I'd been involved for a long time in nuclear oh, – um, You were a foundation member of this organisation? Yes, I was one of the founders. Of the How many founders are there in you? Well, oh, that's a matter of some dispute, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who came to the first meeting? That's the key. Well, uh, there was a whole bunch of people who came to the first meeting – People like Dave Sweeney, mm. who who you know, mm. I'm, I'm sure mm. listeners will know him very well. Dave Sweeney was one of our um, mm. founding board members. Yep. Um, people like uh, Dr. Sue Wareham up in Canberra, for yep. those people who know her, she's fantastic. 
uh, Associate Professor Tillman Ruff and Dr. My very dear friend, Dr. Um, Bill Williams, who Dimity, passed Dimity, away. Dimity, sorry about that, mm. Dimity. But Dimity, are you a doctor or professor or something? Nah, not yet. I'm, on, I'm doing my PhD. But but how come you have all these... Well, all these doctor at, doctors? At the beginning. What was going uh, on? I was the executive, uh, executive officer for the Medical Association for Prevention of War. You're the executive so, officer, right. Yeah, so okay. I'd been working with the good doctors, mm-hmm. as I like to call them, the good mm-hmm. doctors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unlike yeah, the like, bad doctors, the uh, bad doctors. Well, you're you know, I'm, I'm throwing Look, I'm happy there. to be a bad doctor. No, it's fine. Happy, you need bad. To, to be good, you need bad. You know, to compare <laughs> it. Otherwise, you don't know what good is. There's plenty of bad ones out there, but there's really good ones. And I was very lucky to have that position for three years mm-hmm. and in that time because I'd been working a lot on nuclear issues mm-hmm. over the years and particularly had sort of moved into very much in, around nuclear disarmament mm-hmm. for quite a few years before I started that job and so I was very lucky to get that job mm-hmm. and work with Bill Williams and Sue Wareham and Tillman mm-hmm. Ruff and So you're at the beginning of the organisation yeah. yeah, and it was sort of an idea that came about because we were frustrated mostly, actually. Mm-hmm. We were a bit pissed off, yeah. to be frank. Uh, it was when I had been working prior to working with MOPW, I was working with a, a group called Reaching Critical Will. It had mm-hmm. just been established in New York by Felicity yep. Ruby mm-hmm. um, with the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom. And I love WILF, and they're an amazing organisation, been going for a long time. And Reaching Critical Will set up to try and breakthrough and and feed into the United Nations, feed in civil society voices, mm-hmm. but also make it more transparent, um, you know, to make sure that people understood what the processes were around the big disarmament treaties. And in particular, we started out with the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. What's that? Oh, dreadfully. No, it's <laughs> the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty was uh, established in 19- Was, I like that, was. Was, and it still is, oh. uh, to be fair, mm. in a way. Yeah. Um, it was established in 1968. Mm. Um, it came into force in 1970. Right. And it's one of the most signed treaties in the UN system, actually. Right. So right. there's four countries in the world that haven't signed on to it. North Korea? North Korea, Israel. United States. No, no. no. Yeah, the United States, United States were one of the great oh. rah-rahs on it, yeah. yeah. So North Korea, Israel, mm. India and Pakistan, yeah, yeah. all of whom have nuclear weapons. weapons. Yep. And the yep. reason they haven't signed on is because they can't be recognised as nuclear states. So that because of the way it's worded, there's right. only five recognised nuclear states and they're all the, those who were tested before 1968. So how many nuclear states do you think there are today? Confirmed nuclear states today are mm. nine. And what are they? Which states are they? Well, the United States and Russia. Mm. Those they're, two are the big have, leaders, are they? They're the big leaders, 93% of the world's nuclear weapons. 93? 93. 93. That's, that's, a, that's a duopoly, isn't it? Oh, 93%. Of- <laughs> now, how, how many <laughs> weapons is that? Ah, uh, now you're testing my memory because we just got the latest updates. It's close to 14,000 in, in total in the world at the 14, moment. 14,000 nuclear yeah. bombs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and how, every one of those is bigger than the one that was dropped on Hiroshima yeah. and how many, years And ago. how many cities are there in the world with over, say, 500,000 people? That's a very good question. Couldn't even be that number, wouldn't, I reckon. No? Couldn't be, right? Maybe over a million, maybe. Yeah. yeah. There wouldn't be that number. Yeah, and you know, I mean, mm. the... International Physicians for Prevention of Nuclear War mm. did a study some years back, yep. and what they did was they looked at what would happen with a small exchange of nuclear weapons. Yep. So, like just a hundred nuclear yep, weapons, yep, yep, medium-sized, yep. Mm, mm, you know, not mm. the big bad bombs, yeah, but the yeah, medium-sized. Medium and the the effects of that are just 
devastating. You know, there's a, there would be such climactic change ah, that we would have a nuclear famine on our hands that we would never forget. get over. Like, that's right. Like, the, was it the 13th century when there was the big explosion in Indonesia and there was the famine around the world? That's right. So, yeah. look, I remember when I was a kid, mm. nuclear proliferation, nuclear bombs, mm. extermination, mm. when there was the, you know, the Cold War was on our minds every day and we used yeah. to jump under the desks to, to protect <sighs> ourselves from the nuclear bomb explosion, you know. That's what we used to do at school, right? You used to do the duck and cover. The duck and cover, oh. yeah, yeah, really good. It's a little bit like the British troops watching the uh, explosions at Maralinga, you know, yeah. in their shorts and uh, T-shirts, yeah. you know, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, sandals. Absolute travesty. Same yep. thing. Yep. So, but these days nobody actually thinks about it, do they? Apart from your mob. Well, I mean, I'm a bit obsessed about it myself, but no, um, no, no. Seriously, do you think it's it's not? No, it's actually, not, it's not... I think I don't think that's true. I actually think you in think Australia... it's an issue people think. Oh yeah, and and you I think sure? that's the success of the campaign. Actually. I, I I actually haven't heard anybody raise in Australia. No, no, in the, around my circle. Yeah, in the last, well, I say. Five or six years? Oh, yeah. The threat of nuclear annihilation. Not one. Get me to come and speak to your friends then, mate. Like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> I'll get them worried. I'd have to I'd have to hire a telephone booth. So let's get let's get back to this. Let's get back, no, serious, in, in let's get back to this. Let's get back yeah. to this. All right. Look, look let's say yeah. you know uh, you know you know I'm a megalomaniac. Let's say I get my hands on a nuclear bomb and I drop it. On Melbourne, okay? Could you not? That would be great. Yeah. Thanks. Well, no, 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 no. I drop it on Melbourne, right? Yeah. What are the direct consequences in the first 48 hours and then what are the indirect consequences over the decades? The direct consequences in the first 48 hours are a massive, massive fireball. So Im- immediately, in the immediate sense, if we're thinking about Melbourne CBD, it's mm. gone. It's gone straight away. Because all the metal and plastic. Metal and plastic, the asphalt will be will be turned to mush. It'll be enormous. The the, the heat of these weapons is phenomenal. Let's let's, let's say I drop it like, like it. they did in the centre of Hiroshima, you know, mm-hmm. over the clock tower. Say if I drop it at Federation Square. Yeah. So how far would the complete devastation be? Let's say it's a medium-sized nuclear bomb. Not a big one, you know. Well, your CBD is gone. Yeah. And the fires that start mm. are going to be massive, and they're right. going to reach out well into the burbs. Like mm-hmm. we're just we're just going to be seeing fires reaching out radically and uncontrollably. And what mm. you've got to also remember is there are the uncontrollable aspect of this. What you know, it's not like can't, can't we get a helicopter to put some water over them? Precisely, exactly. <laughs> where's those helicopters? Where's those doctors? You know, where's those hospitals? What? All of our big hospitals they're are gone. gone. And You're in the Austin. Mm-hmm. How about the Frank? How about Frankston and Danny? Do you think they'll still be standing? They'll still be standing. Yeah, no, um, maybe. Maybe. maybe, maybe, maybe. How far? How far does the is ground zero? How far is it? Ten kilometers? Five kilometers? Two meters? Oh, you'd need a more technical person than me. No, no, roughly. I'm but I mean, you see, we're talking is- about real damage. You're talking about what? Half a million dead within a, within an instant. How many of us live in Melbourne? Five, five point two million. Well, I would say that yeah, a good a good half. I mean, it, you know, there's eight hundred thousand in the CBD every workday. Yeah, well, bye bye, bye bye, bye bye to them. Right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. bye bye out here and three CRs oh, gone. Oh, you're kidding! 
three CRs. We gone. actually have a little shield. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> nice. It's nice. I used to. I, I remember the eighties when I used to drive into you know into different suburbs and they'd have a nuclear free zone. That's right. Yeah, up and I'd free. go, well, that's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that. Well, yeah. Well, uh, Collingwood. It's not going to affect us. Before amalgamation, before yeah. uh, Kenneth's era. <laughs> I mean, Collingwood was one of the first nuclear free zones in in Australia, if not the first. That's right. The, the Collingwood Council. Yeah. Well, so and we're I, felt, safe. I felt very safe every time we're I came to three CR. <laughs> so nothing's going to happen to 3CR, so right. that's great. But the rest of the – within 10 but Ks, 10 Ks gone? Yeah, 10Ks? I th- I, look, I'm not a technical person. But I reckon so about 10 I don't Ks. Play, I don't yeah. play with the bombs. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people who really get fascinated by the bombs. They love the yields and they love all of that sort of stuff. No, no, For no, me, I, I'm, I'm actually doctor, more – I'm interested in the damage, all right? I'm, yeah, well, let's I'm say interested a people in die. saving people from let's the Let's say a million people die within a, within a day, okay? Yeah. Now – Outside that immediate area of mass destruction, what happens to everybody else? They just go well, about their business. Yeah, they're just <laughs> they're just still shopping down at Northland. Ah, good. Yeah, no, that's, Northland will be gone. Northcote <laughs> will be gone. They'll be down at Chadston, maybe. Down Chadston, possibly at Dandenong uh, Plaza. I reckon yeah. they'll be down at Dandenong Plaza. Yeah, they'll be having their sushi down yeah. at uh, yeah. Dandy. Yeah. Um, no. They will no. not be going through their normal days because all the telecommunications will be knocked out. All of the, you know, the lots of the electricity. You mean I can't systems. use my ATM card? You won't be able to use your ATM card to buy your oh, sushi, mate. This is serious. It's very serious stuff. And what will happen is, of course, that there will be massive smoke. There will be massive fire. There will be massive smoke. There will mm. be radiation that's falling down. It might create a weather system of its own mm. and we might see radioactive rain falling through the areas. There's a lot of different factors that come right, into this right, and right. it's really horrific. And the, there's the immediate effect and then there's the effect further on. And even if – and I was reminded of this a lot by, by mm. Bill Williams when he mm. was around. He would say there's – you know, we, we always think of the big bad bomb. We always yeah. think of the big bad bang. What is actually even more likely and what is actually mm. a lot more um, likely to happen on, mm. in Australia, for example, right now, would be a smaller terrorist kind of thing. This, mm. is, this, is, this used to be bomb. the way it was, yeah, a dirty bomb, bomb, that kind of thing. Mm. And just the psychological impact of having that kind of a weapon mm. um, released mm. would be devastating in a city like Melbourne. So right? currently, what are the nine nation states? You told me before, but are there any non-state actors that have access? Or remember the know. collapse of the Soviet Union? It was quite easy to buy things, mm. you know. Yeah, it was. And lots of stuff went missing. So so the, the, nine, the nine states, just to sort of go back to that, yeah. because we got caught up with them, yeah. Russia and America, which is yeah. a bit hard to get yeah, over. we've got another seven. Pakistan and India. That's Pakistan, four. India, Israel, Israel and five. North Korea, you've got those. Six. And what are the other three? The, the UK. Oh, yes. Don't forget them. They bombed us. That's right. And with France. With these weapons. And France, I think. And France and China. Okay. So those those are, so U.S., Russia, U.K., mm. France, and China were the first ones to test nuclear mm. weapons before 1968 when the NPT came in, the mm. Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are recognised nuclear weapon states in the UN system and the others who've developed after that are outliers from the NPT and mm-hmm. so therefore can't join that NPT. Right. But all of those states have an obligation to disarm their nuclear weapons, and that's what excuse we've been me, about. Excuse me, no, obligation. Obligation. What do you mean obligation? What do you mean by obligation? Well, because I got said so. I yeah, said. Gee, let's go back to this organisation. What's it called again? <laughs> Is this, what's this organisation called again? It's called the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons. Right now, you've been working, beavering away for ten years, uh, bothering people, bugging people Pe- a lot. People yes. bother us. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, 
We are. You eventually get this, what is it, a prize? Yeah. Is it a ribbon or something? What yeah, do you get? A bit, of, a bit of a shiny medal. A shiny medal. It's a bit of a shiny medal. What, what, was, it? what was it, a peace prize or something, was yeah, it? Yeah, the Nobel Peace Prize. Why would anybody bother giving this little organisation that was formed in Melbourne, which now is spread over 103 countries with tens of thousands of members, why would you actually get a Nobel Peace Prize? Well, because what we were calling for from the beginning was mm. a new treaty. A new treaty. A new treaty, which was filling the gaps that we identified. All right. What are the gaps? Tell me the gaps. Tell me the gaps. The biggest gap was the gap around disarmament. We had an obligation in the NPT, in that Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, for disarmament, but there was no time frame. There was no specifics about that. Mm. And so we were calling for a nuclear ban treaty, and we've got it. And in 2017, in In July 2017, 122 states in the UN system all mm. passed this new treaty on the So in the General Assembly? Weapons. No, in a special negotiation conference. They, they all agreed to it. What do you mean a special it. negotiation conference? Does this include the Big Five? Oh, no, they didn't. Come. That's what I thought. It's a General Assembly motion, isn't it? No, no, no. No, 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 no General That's... Assembly motion, no. It so was, it's even there'd less. There'd been lots of those for years and years mm, and years. Mm. You know, the General Assembly had been most concerned. Because what you've got to remember, Joe, is, mm. okay, there's nine nuclear weapon states. Yeah. Let's, let's not focus on them for a second. No. Let's actually focus on the fact that the majority of the world never got nukes, never no. went for nukes, didn't want nukes, mm. and yet are all threatened by nukes. Mm. So mm. there's been... Much work done in the United Nations system, much work done in national systems, in regional forums, those sorts of places, to fight against nuclear weapons over the years. So how binding was this resolution? Which resolution? The one you were telling me about. That all it's these not people... a resolution, darling. What is it's it? It's a treaty. It's a treaty. But, but who signed the treaty? Did the well, Big Five sign the treaty? That's what I no, need to know. No, the Big Five did Israel not sign signed, the treaty? No, they have not. They have not engaged sign, in this at all. Not at all. So anybody, so everybody who was non-nuclear, or most people were non. What? There's 203 nation states in the United Nations. Something like that. Yeah, I think, 200, was it 193. Anyway, well, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah. by far the vast majority of the world do not have nuclear weapons, right? And by mm. far the vast majority of the world do not want nuclear weapons. And mm. we'd seen that for years and decades and decades and decades. So this was a treaty which people so saw, this was a treaty. the leaders signed to. What ICANN did when we first started mm. was we were calling for this. And what we did was we, we tried to focus on a mm. humanitarian what? focus. A humanitarian focus. Could you focus. explain what humanitarian focus is? I mean, it's a fancy word for um, people like me. Fancy. <laughs> What's, yeah. what's humanitarian? Humanitarian is to focus on the impacts of of these weapons systems, in this yeah. case, on humans and the environment. You, so, excuse me, that's a bit radical, isn't it? Don't oh, we usually focus on the financial s- Yes. They would love us this. to do that. Isn't that what yes. we – you know, isn't that not yeah. – you mean – mm, I know, You're kidding. Right? I know. Outrageous. You're actually looking after human beings. Yeah. That, that's outrageous. I know. That's crazy. extraordinarily crazy. I mean, just crazy. And, 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 and so when did, when, when, did the, when did this treaty come into effect? Well, it comes into effect when we get enough, pe- enough countries to sign it and ratify it. So it hasn't been ratified? Not as yet, but it, has, it has, certainly hasn't been signed or ratified by our government, which we can get to in a minute. Mm. But the idea was, as with all treaty systems, they have a, a number of um, 
states that have to sign and ratify for it to enter into force. Mm. In this case, it's 50 who have to sign and ratify for the treaty to enter into force. When it first opened, the very first day, September in in 2017, the very Mm. first day it opened for signatory, 50 states were standing back to back to back to back signing this thing on that very first day. Could you mention a few of them? Well, I was very pleased to see... Um, uh, New Zealand and mm-hmm. Fiji, mm-hmm. where I grew up. I was very pleased to see them there. Uh, Austria, uh, Vanuatu, I think, was there on that first day. The Holy See was there. The Holy See. For those of mm-hmm. us who were brought up yeah, they do recovering, the but they, they mm-hmm. did very well. Um, there was many, many who many, many, signed many. up. And have more signed up since? Yeah, there's 70 now. So, yes, yeah, 70 as of today. And I'm very, what do you mean as of today? Who was the last one to sign up? Well, I'm very, very pleased to say that the ratifications have just reached the halfway mark. We got mm. 25 just today. 25, 25 countries signed up have today. Ratified. No, have ratified, ratified as of today. As of today. So Bolivia was the latest country to sign up, and they did it for the anniversary of, of the, the 74th anniversary of Well, Hiroshima. we spoke about nuclear power stations to provide energy. Yeah. I like it. I like this yeah. country. I like, I like yeah. it, Dimity. Yeah. Now, now, young Dimity, this is 428. Mm. This is Radical Australia, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. This program is podcast. You can access the podcast whenever you like when Kelly puts it up. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, not when when I leave the studio, I leave the studio. I mean, I just walk down to You're Parliament out. House. No, I've got to protest down at Parliament House and Public House every Wednesday. But Kelly will stay back and she'll talk to you and podcast. Good Kelly. And, 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 and I, I can't remember, do you, you got any offspring or anything? I do. I have one very fabulous boy. And, and how old Zachlin. is he? How old? He's 16. Oh, right. He's not old enough to breed. But, you know, when he breeds... Oh, I don't know. I've well, seen some young... I've seen some young... Well, no, but look, look, look. You come from a very well-educated family. Education's the key. So, <laughs> but when he breeds, you're going to get a little CD at the end of the program. Yeah. Uh, which Kelly will give you. That's part of her duties. And, yeah. and you can give that to him and say, when you've got some kids and I'm gone, mm. give it to the grandkids. They'll see what type of granny they had. No, oh, that makes me a bit teary. Well, it's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I would this. love to see that day, actually. That would be a very good day. I'm not one of those people who uh, says don't bring uh, kids into the world. I love kids. Uh, well, they, make, I, I, they make life worthwhile. I've got a patient who's got three sons stretching from 24 to 32. She's a Maori woman. Mm. And she would love grandkids, but <sighs> nothing. 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 Uh, she's, it's, it's, it's the bane of her life. She's, <laughs> she looks at me like, well, do you want me to tell about the birds and the bees? But uh, getting back, look, I know we've been making light of this because it's just so serious. It, it is serious. You've got to make light of it because it's an extraordinary thing to think of that even today in 2019 that if some idiot pushes a button and there are a few idiots around at the yeah. minute who are uh, yeah. – It's a bit of competition. Did, yeah. a bit, didn't um, – President Groper, you know, the buffoon from the US, didn't he mm. just come out of a, a treaty with the Russia? Yes, he did. This the was INF treaty, in, yeah. What, in the last 48 hours or something? Yeah, uh, yeah the last few days, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that, and that yeah. means another weapons... Uh, another weapons system, yeah. yeah. So and, so yeah. that one is that one was formulated at the end of the 80s mm. over to stop the kind of intermediate mm-hmm. um, nuclear missile, nuclear-capable missiles right. being stationed in Europe. Right. So it was about de-escalating the tensions about NATO states holding 
those kinds of weapons that could deliver nuclear mm, mm, to mm, Russia, basically. Mm, mm, mm. And so it was about de-escalating that kind of thing. So it's actually a really important, a massively important mm, um, mm. treaty in the system. And, it, and it's, yeah, it's, it's gone by the wayside now. Oh, just which, gone, which means there'll be more bonds made. And I think it's going to – well, I think it would be safe to say, Joe. Mm. Safe to say what? It would be safe to say that we are in a time – of a massive arms race mm. again now, like the, the, for, like we haven't seen but, since the cold, the end of the Cold War. You're right, but Dimity, mm. we are making money, Australia. We are the tenth. Oh, I know. We are the Aren't tenth biggest arms exporter in the world. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it magic? Yeah, that we can, we can we can make this stuff and send it to Yemen and send it to Saudi Arabia and send it to Yemen. And we can make these things in Ballarat, these trucks and oh, all know. these guns. and yep. these. I'm really excited for the financial sector, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, this yeah. is going to be a military-led mm. economic revival here. We're going to manufacture this stuff in Australia. Aren't you proud? Oh, uh, no, nah, not really, no, no. Well, why not? not? Uh, you know, back to that humanitarian oh, kind of oh, stance of me. It, yeah, yeah, bleeding yeah. Heart Just liberals. bleeding hearts. I think that. I think, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. I'm being very serious. It's good. I, good I listen, money. I good listen. Money. I listen. I listen to my prime minister. You oh, may not. I listen to unfunded man. empathy, Mr. Morrison. Unfunded empathy. I listen to him every day, <laughs> and he tells me that it's good for the economy. All these arms sales, mm. you know. And I remember Bougainville. We were really good there. We killed ten thousand people oh, over don't. a few years. That oh. was that was very nice. We had yeah. good helicopters. This nation's connection and obsession mm. with militarism is a real shocker. But also you've got to remember that this nation also has had a really proud history of resistance That's too. Right. We have had an amazing history of resistance to militarism, to nuclear in particular, um, if I can speak for that. We also, in terms of governments in the past, governments have stood up for disarmament mechanisms like Really strongly. You know, landmine stuff, very good. Stopping the nuclear testing, the CTBT, the Comprehensive Test Ban Treaty back in 1996. The Australian government was at the forefront on that stuff back Mm. then. And the formation of the United Nations. Formation of the United Nations. I mean, we actually haven't Mm. always been this desperately... Looking for a buck. Looking for a buck. Hustling for a trick. Hustling for a trick. I mean, it's really sad. And and I... But but on on a street level, you know, mm. let's not forget the moratoriums of you know the mm. the, the Vietnam yeah. moratoriums. So let's not forget Mom and all of those great those great groups that used to movement march ag- through the streets. Movement against uranium mining, yeah. where you'd have tens of thousands come out making the link. You know, yeah. well, let's not forget that we've had people who have stood up in this country for a long time around mm. nuclear but weapons. I think people are forgetting. Issues. It's not an issue. I think you're wrong, mate. And the reason I think you're wrong mm. is because. We got a Nobel Peace Prize. No, hang on, hang on. Nobody gives a shit about that. Okay, well, that's I, I was, I was really <laughs> look, look, look. I, I was, I was proud. All right, I was Were proud you? to be an Australian to see Were your you? little group get this Nobel Peace Prize yeah. for all the effort you, you've done in terms of nuclear disarmament. But yeah. what shocked me, yeah, was the way you were brushed aside, but not <sighs> just hang on, not just the government of this country. Mm. It's important because mm. it shows you the mentality but also the media in this country, how you were brushed aside as if it wasn't real. And yes. that's really hurt me 
Yeah. Because I thought these people have come together, they're volunteers, most of them are volunteers, yeah. they fought hard and strong, they've made this an issue internationally, mm. and they're not praised in their own country. How many of you, Foundation members, how many of these Nobel laureates have received an Order of Australia or an OAM? Well, you know I did. Did mm. you know that? Mm. So in the Queen's birthday mm. mm. honours this how many? year, I was. And, and what were you given that for? For my contribution to the global um, mm. community for nuclear nonproliferation and disarmament. Oh, that's nice. How about the others? Well, unfortunately, our dear Bill has left us, mm. Bill Williams. Mm. Uh, mm. Dave Sweeney was not mm. yet recognised in that mm. way. Mm. Uh, Tillman Ruff has been recognised in that way. He actually got an AC this time mm. around. Mm. Um, Sue Wareham has previously been recognised mm. for her work uh, Have for you had any, any meetings with the government of the day regarding what you're doing? My per- me personally, no. How but about the group itself? The group itself, yeah. They were up there just in Canberra just last week, in fact. Well, and talking about nuclear power? Stations for Australia? <laughs> Surprisingly not. No. Talking about nuclear weapons, actually. Mm. Who are they, they talking to? They were taking around the new report that we've just released called mm. Choosing Humanity. But, but, but who do they see? They saw lots of different people. I wasn't mm. there. What, so I bureaucrats? No, no. Do they see any ministers? Mem- members of parliament. Mem- any ministers? I'm not sure that no. she, they saw any ministers. No, we've got a no. huge resistance. Like, there's no doubt whatsoever. Well, I'm, that's what there's I'm no saying. no doubt whatsoever. Look, we've got a big you get an individual, in there. gets a Nobel Prize for whatever, and I've got a great deal of respect for them, right? Yeah. And they get institutes named after them, and it just goes on and on for all eternity. Oh, yeah. We've got an organisation which has done something for all humanity, Right. Yeah. What well, was trying to do something for all humanity, yeah. and I just don't believe that has an organisation that in Australia mm. you've actually be given the acknowledgement that as an organisation the rest of the world is giving you, which is very sad. Put on your bloody microphone if you're going to talk. You should be given a parade down the main street of. Uh, Melbourne or every city. Well, Why not? It's sweet of you to say. And no, it's and not about being sweet. It's about acknowledging the issue. Respect. Yeah, it's well, not about you personally. No, I, I, I don't know. give a shit about you, Dimity. Oh, thanks, you know? Joe. It's yeah. really lovely being no, no, with you. No, you know, as an individual, you're a, you're a nice person, and you know, I'm sure no, you, agree. you'll I'm make a... a lovely granny. But but the issue, but the issue. No, I agree. I agree with that. And But this is why I'm saying why, – why I brought up when you were saying no one talks about this anymore and mm. why I brought it up was mm. that actually the reason we got the Nobel Peace Prize is not because we started something, we had an idea here in mm. Melbourne. It wasn't a new idea. No, no. This has been new. built on by generations That's and generations right. and generations. Yeah, we stood yep. on the backs yep. of a million other people who yep. had been talking yep. about this for a long time. Mm. Nothing new in it. Nothing new in it. We just mm. wanted to start a new way of conversation yep. and we mm. wanted to start for a new push. Yep. That was all we did. But what actually happened is that it went all around the world. And there are young people in particular who have been mm. involved in this campaign all around the world. And they have pushed this and they have sparked fires and they've been talking to their governments and they've been making things happen all around the world. And here, okay, so, you know, if you're if you hung up on numbers, you know, there's not that many of us who are working on this full time or mm. even dedicating a significant no. amount of our time to it, right? Mm. But that's... The case with so many issues in this country right now. Mm. If you say who's really working, really working, mm. who's really being given their time to yeah. refugee issues or yeah. Yeah. energy issues or ocean issues or mm. those things, there's actually mm. a handful of people in every in every area in mm. in reality. Mm. But we're a pretty vital crew, and mm. we've got people all around the world. And the strength of us is that it's not individuals; mm. it is 
a massive movement that's happening all around the world. And there's people in 103 different countries around the world. Mm. There's 500, I think it's 68 now, organizations who are involved in ICANN around the world. So these are established organizations. So here in Australia, that includes a lot of unions. Mm. It includes... Um, things like the Australian Conservation Foundation, Friends of the Earth, mm-hmm. those sorts of places. All, all these powerless organisations. Good to see. <laughs> now, now getting, getting back to this. You're a cynic. <laughs> no, no, I'm a realist. There's a difference between a cynic and a realist. Realists, a realist, or, realists a realist often believes... think that they're, that they're absolutely right, but they're no, not no, no, actually. No, no, no. A, a realist is somebody who thinks that change is possible. A cynic just doesn't believe change is possible. I'm a realist. I believe change is possible. And people like you can be at the spearhead of that change. <laughs> now, I, I'm interested in this concept. You've put out this new publication. What's it called? Yeah. Choosing Humanity. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, with the cynic. <laughs> so, 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 no, no, realist. <laughs> I, I worry about the human race on a daily Yeah, me too, basis. me too. So... What's this all about? So this new publication is Mm. basically a bunch of compelling arguments, I reckon, on why Australia should be joining the nuclear um, ban treaty. Excuse me? Why? Yes. We we haven't joined. Why we haven't joined. Haven't we joined? Not even remotely. Not even remotely. What do you mean? I can get to we haven't joined. No. No. You're you're kidding. I know. You must be shocked to your very socks. (laughs) More than my socks, I'm shocked in my undies. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. Shocks, undies. Shocks. Shocks and the socks and jocks. Yeah. Nah, nah, that's American. <laughs> Please, no Americanism on this show. You may be young, Kelly. You need to learn. Oh, it's undies. Undies. Thank you. Undies. All right. You know, do you know about snow dropping? Oh, my God. <laughs> How did we suddenly go there? <laughs> See, us old people know about snow dropping. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't, Kelly. <laughs> no, but two, uh, I- kidding. ICANN gets a nuclear, not a nuclear, a Nobel <laughs> Peace Prize, right? Yeah. Which is not easy to get. There wouldn't have been many people. Obviously, Mr. Nobel, the the inventor of dynamite, is kind of paying his, uh, his family's paying the price. But, <laughs> and we haven't joined? No. Have we ratified this treaty? No. We haven't signed it, haven't ratified it. And we need to. And the reason why? we need to, why do we have to? Yeah. Because we've got to be a part of something that's going to happen. This is, this is inevitable. This Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons, oh, really? which is oh, what it's yeah. called, is yeah. inevitable. Oh, so is the end of the earth, but go it's on. Coming, yeah, well, <laughs> it's, either, it's one or the other it's, at the moment as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so this treaty is inevitable. It's going to come into force. It's going to enter into force probably, I hope, in the next year mm-hmm. or so, depending mm-hmm. on how, how things go. It is going to enter in force and it's going to be an amazing thing when it does because what this treaty does is it prohibits nuclear weapons. It prohibits the manufacture, the testing, the use, the threat of use. It prohibits the exchange, the sharing, the enabling of these weapons. But the other thing that it does, which I'm particularly excited about because a lot of what I am really concerned about personally is the impacts on survivors of nuclear testing and the habakusha, the Japanese survivors of the nuclear weapons use and Mm. the intergenerational effects of those Mm. bombs. So I'm very excited that one of the aspects of this treaty also is that it has positive obligations for victim assistance and environmental remediation. Mm. Don't love the word victim because I think that that Mm. uh, can can be its own perpetuation of a Mm. cycle of 
you know, keeping people downtrodden. But what it means is that countries like Australia, which were bombed, we were bombed by the British mm. with nuclear weapons. We had no, we weren't. Massive... No, no, we weren't bombed. We agreed to be bombed. There's a difference. <laughs> really? Most is people, there? Yeah, well, I don't see a lot of difference The Aboriginal people living in the desert didn't agree to be bombed, and they, we do have mm. survivors of nuclear explosions in this we country. We do, indeed. And people don't understand that. Yeah. There are many communities in Central Australia which were scarred. And Western Australia. And Western Australia, which were mm-hmm. scarred by the bombings at Maralinga, mm. which went over, I think it was a six-year period. And they weren't acknowledged for 19, generations. 1952 to 1957. Yeah. Yep. And, and they, then 1963. It went yeah. on until 1963, don't forget, yeah, because yeah, they yeah. did these minor trials where they That's did things right. like blow up and burn plutonium and yeah. uranium and depleted yeah. uranium. But the thing is, the thing is, many Aboriginal community were affected. People died. People many. And people still have, just like the Japanese survivors, people... And then obviously there were many uh, soldiers... Yeah. And troops who are involved in it who are basically used as human experimental... Don't forget the civilians. That's, yeah, yeah. And because the civilians. those fallout clouds, yeah. when they did the major nuclear mm. tests, those fallout mm. clouds came all the way over here to Melbourne. Well, they they did, came yeah. to Adelaide. They came to Sydney. They came to Queensland. Mm. They came to Western Australia. These fallout mm. clouds actually affected us. Mm. And so there are many people who are affected by these weapons. And we need to think more about that. We need a lot more science. We need a lot more research. We need to understand much better about the intergenerational effects of those tests that happened in this country. Mm. But broader than that, we need to understand about the nuclear tests that happened all around the world. There were over 2,000 nuclear tests that happened between 1946 and 1996. Still, the last nuclear weapon test that happened was in September 2017. That was Mm. by the North Koreans. But really, the bulk of those massive tests were happening in the up until 1996. That has put a and as a doctor, you understand, you know, the the radiological impact mm, of this mm. on human health and on environmental health as well. We need to understand that a lot better. And oh. this treaty calls for positive obligations for but, looking at environmental remediation. But, but this, assistance. I hate to use an old Maoist analogy. Is this a paper tiger nah. treaty? No. Nah, Is it's it a not. paper tiger with nah. no teeth? No. Nah. What are the teeth? The teeth are that people are fed up, mate. No, but that's, that's, not a, that's not a tooth. Oh, yeah. Kid, you watch, baby. <laughs> there's going to be there's gonna be plenty of teeth yeah, coming out. Well, I don't know. Look I, I, look, I was heavily involved in, you know, Morm and all the anti-nuclear yeah, stuff in the exactly. 70s and that. But I've just seen it dissipate because we felt that when the Cold War was over that the nuclear threat was over. So never you, was. You, you suggest never was, Never mate. was. Never was. Mm. When we started ICANN, you know, mid-2000s, there were 30,000 nuclear weapons in the world right. at that time. Now mm. there's about 14, right? 14. That's 16,000. Yeah, we got rid of them. No, that's not actually how it happened. But What happened? They sold them on the black market <laughs> no. and no longer been counted. No, there were all sorts of agreements about dismantling nuclear right. weapons, of I course. Remember those and also yep. Yep. many of these weapons are mm. out of date. Yep. They actually have a life a lifetime and they have to be dismantled within their lifetime. What the real problem is now is that they're modernising these weapons. They're actually not taking them off and then therefore shelving them and therefore oh. changing them. Now they're modernising these weapons. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got an uphill battle without a doubt, Joe. But don't, don't, don't dismiss things like treaties. Don't dismiss things like these things. I'm not like dismissing them. I'm just wondering. These, these are actually yeah. important mechanisms. Well, and important? part of it yeah, is, yeah. is, is stigmatising these weapons. Yeah, yeah. Part of it is saying one of the things that we ran up against year after year after year, decade mm. after decade, was, mm. well, these weapons aren't illegal. 
You know, you'd say, well, you know, what about chemical and biological weapons? Also weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. Weapons of mass destruction are a distinct category of weapons mm-hmm. because they have disproportionate harm on, on people in the environment, right? And they're indiscriminate. And they're indiscriminate, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we, we would say, well, you know, chemical weapons and biological weapons have been have been banned, why not nuclear weapons? And people say, well, it's not illegal. They're not illegal. So when you go to the banks and you say, divest from these weapons, they'd say they're, they're not illegal. Mm-hmm. When you go to the neither governments to, and you say... That, that's right. Neither is gambling. That's right. Yeah, but people are divesting themselves of those, that's of right. those investments. Exactly. So getting back to nuclear weapons, is this, is this something that is a state kind of based issue or are there private organisations involved in the manufacture of these weapons? Oh, yes. All the big oh, arms yes. companies. All You're kidding. the big arms companies. You're kidding. All the, all so there isn't them. some little little boffin down in some little silo making the weapon for the... Probably for, is. Yeah, for a country, but these Are you thinking Dr. Strangelove? Yeah, yeah, but these yeah. companies involved. Yeah. You know, and, and do they, are they using our, our uranium? Yes. You're kidding. Well, no. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look, the Australian government will tell you mm. that under their safeguard system mm. that no Australian uranium is diverted into nuclear weapons mm. programs. Mm. And that is very likely to be the case in a technical sense, except that we know that Australian uranium is sent to a number of nuclear weapon states. We also know that the same... Um, technologies are are interop- interoperable, you know, mm-hmm. between power and yep, and, yep. and weapons to some extent, mm-hmm. and so this is a problem. This mm-hmm. is a problem. We're still selling our uranium to nuclear weapons states. I think we shouldn't sell it to any state that has. I don't think we should sell it at all. I think we should leave it in the ground. Call me an old lefty, but that's what I think. But. If we were going to sell them anywhere, it should be to states that do not have nuclear weapons. Yeah, but we need the money. Do we, we always need money. We sell. We privatise water. Holes are not we a good way arms. to have an economy, is it? We sell uranium, anything for yeah. a buck. I'd sell you if I could. OAM, <laughs> Nobel Laureate. Couldn't make a buck Just, on the side. No, they could put you in a glass you, case. I don't think worth so, much, you, think, you think they could put you in a glass somewhere, glass case, and we could just. No? <laughs> I don't think they're going to. They're not. No. You're not going to get much. But that's that's the mentality. I'm a bit tired isn't it? and a bit old. But that's really. the mentality we have in Australia. We're willing to sell anything as long as we can make a buck out of it. Yeah. I, I, I was amazed. Do you reckon? I don't know. I mean, oh no, hang on. People say that, right? It's true. And I. You know, call me a big old Pollyanna optimist, but I reckon that we're better than that. I reckon. I I mean, maybe I'm surrounded by good people too much of the time. I think you're surrounded by good people. You need to get in the community. There's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, There's a lot of good people doing good stuff. I actually really do believe that. Can I ask you one simple question? Okay. Did you change your vote because of franking credits? <laughs> I don't even really know what franking credits are. It's when you get you get a bonus for owning a share from the government, right? No, be, but that's what, what swung the election. Everybody thought they were going to lose their franking credits. It went better than this. Do you know? Here's another question: Murray Darling, <laughs> Murray Darling Basin, right? Two right. billion dollar war privatization of water last year. Yeah, sales sales of water. Yeah, what? percentage of the owners actually have no land they just have water rights which they just sell and buy and profit from what percentage 14 percent really saying so, you think we're better than this no not all of us <laughs> okay granted all Anything right for a buck baby ah uh, look yeah i'll turn a trick for you for a buck <laughs> look not all of us 
not, not all of well, us. Not you, I, not you, not you, I, I know. But I'm just saying it's the mentality. You yeah. must admit the mentality mm. in this country has changed. The mentality John Howard, has changed, absolutely. John Howard was correct. Without he a doubt. He was 100% correct. He was able to change the mentality. Like in the last two days, we saw, well, I assume the stock market's gone a little bit up today, but, you know, you saw mm-hmm. $80 billion drop off the stock market, right? Yeah. yeah. $80 billion, right? Yeah. Now, you've got all these poor elderly people like me, yeah. and I don't have any money in the superannuation, but they've got yeah. money in superannuation, which is invested on the stock market on their behalf, and in two days they see 10 years' work wiped off. Right. Just, it's extraordinary. It's, yeah. it, it, it's the mentality we now have. We don't have a mentality of humanity, and that's why I laughed. Yeah. When you said choosing humanity, but it is right. You know, but I we have it to all choose. The time, Joe. I mean, yes, but like you have to choose. You have to. You're right. We have to choose as a, as a nation. Yeah. I'm not talking about as individual. Yeah, as a nation, yeah. we have decided not to choose humanity. What we have chosen yeah. is profit before humanity. Yeah, that's what we've done. I Whether agree. it's gambling, you know, you name it. I agree, and I think that that is a dismal state of affairs, and it's not how I like to think of this country and mm. uh, but you know this country has many 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 problems at the same time I meet people every day I meet people all the time who are wanting to do the right thing I see people doing so much on a on a local level I see people doing so much you know to try and support things I see people trying to stand up and I, and I do think that there is an underlying goodness still Within the community. I'm sure there is. On an individual basis, that's the beauty. On an individual basis, there's always underlying goodness. But as a collective, we have a mentality, which I've been on the planet 67, nearly 68 years. Yeah. And I didn't expect when I started this journey over 50 years ago, 51 years ago as an activist, that I didn't expect that I'd be still... Crapping on about the same cra- stuff. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the and sense with of less deja support, vu is with, just with, exhausting. With, with less yep. support in the community. For example, yep. you went to Black Rock last night. Yes. Hiroshima Day. Yeah. A few years ago, you would have had tens of thousands on the streets. Yeah. A decade or two ago. You just, what, you had a small public meeting? Yeah, small public meeting. Yeah. But. I'm not denigrating what you're doing. I'm just no, saying. No. What I'm saying is we have a huge task. I agree 100%. We have a big task. With what you're trying to do because. You know, I was really excited two days ago. You know, I was excited. Why? We were going to get into ballistic missiles. We were going to become a direct nuclear God. target. I was so excited. We are a direct nuclear target. I know. We've Pine been Gap, a direct Alice nuclear target Springs, since the sixties. Darwin. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but it'd be even better. We'd even be more <laughs> of a target. target. Yeah. Oh, goody! Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, but ju- <laughs> just, just finally, what, what about this stuff about having? You know, shields, nuclear shields. How does? What do you reckon about that? The nuclear shields. So, like, you're talking about the ballistic missile system shields. Yeah, that, shields. They got shields, yeah. and you know, what do you reckon? See, you the reckon? old Star Wars, the old Reagan yeah, yeah. era kind but, of stuff. Yeah, right? but it's out there now, isn't it? Everybody, you know, they go to South Korea and they give them a nuclear shield. Yeah. Maybe we'll get one too. You reckon? Oh, we might. Yeah. We're very good. What about we just get rid of the bases and we won't have to have a shield? That'd be a good idea. Uh, those shields. Oh, you know. I don't know if you ever watched West Wing. I was a bit no, of no. Oh I well, could, I can't be bothered. I just, don't, I don't. just bear with me then, because I used yeah. to love a bit of West Wing. And yeah. for those who in your audience who did, mm-hmm. there's There'd a great scene. There'll 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 be some somewhere mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. There's a great scene where they where they try to um, they're trying out the ballistic missile system, and and the president's a real cynic, and his all his military men are like, yes, it's going to work this time. 
And then he sort of says, he makes an analogy with it being like Snoopy, you know, mm. the, the Snoopy cartoons, the Charlie Brown when he goes to have a kick of the ball and mm. every time they whip the ball out yep. from under his feet just mm. before he kicks it. Mm. It's never worked. It mm. doesn't work. They've tried. They've put billions and billions and billions of dollars into it. What will work is getting rid of nukes. Let's yeah, just get rid of them. Let's eliminate mm. them. This is a man-made problem, mm. a man-made problem. We can get rid of them. All it takes is political will. That's ah, what it takes. Political will. Yes. Yield. Political, political will. will. Yeah, I think. Um, look, I must <laughs> congratulate you on the journey you've uh, you've taken. Thanks. And Joe. obviously, uh, it's a difficult journey. Um, I'm a little bit. Um, I see you as a beacon of hope. Aww. You know what hope is? What the definition of hope is? Tell me. It is the love child of desire and expectation. The desire mm. for change and the expectation that it will occur. Oh, I love that. And that's what, well, it's an original idea of mine, right? <laughs> it's well, the only original idea I've ever had. Trademark that one, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> but you, to me, are people like you who come into mm. this studio every Wednesday. There's people with Big picture, like mm. you, and little picture, mm. but they are beacons of hope in an era of increasing darkness. Oh, and I congratulate you, and I can obviously, I can't do what the Nobel Peace Prize people did, but all I can do is congratulate you on your work and encourage you to continue, and more importantly, these young people you keep talking about, yeah. have they kind of uh, moved across from the you know, thinking that the climate change is the be-all and end-all of everything and uh, moved across to uh, nuclear proliferation? Or are they still think stuck on many, the climate change? I thing? think many of them see these as the two great existential crises that we're facing at the moment mm. no, in terms of transboundary kind mm. of issues. Well, they're not know? existential, they're real. They're real. <laughs> they're real. Well, they're That's why I'm massive, a realist. They're massive, they're yeah, massive crises, yeah. and I think that there's a lot of... A lot of uh, Similarity, but I really thank you for your words there, Joe, because mm. um, it can get it can get a little bit um, overwhelming. It is overwhelming. It is. And um, but what keeps us going is the humanity, and it's the and it's the people who actually mm. um, speak up that make it yeah. really worthwhile. So thank and there, you. And there are many great people, and I want and I, and I found that on a one to one basis, mm. most people are reasonable. You know, ninety nine point five percent. But the trouble is getting to the one-to-one basis yeah. because there's a whole mythology surrounding things which stops people breaking through the fog, including their own personal situations. Absolutely. So thank you, Kelly, for being the producer, for stepping into Dale's shoes. Kelly. You didn't fill them, but you're getting there. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> big shoes to fill. They are. She's a big woman. She's a tall woman. She's over six foot. Dale's about five foot. You know, she's big. I was just figuratively speaking. And beacon of hope, Dimity Hawkins, thank you for coming to the studio. Thank you, And when you get another nuclear, uh, not nuclear, what do you call them? Nobel Peace Prize. Come Uh, in and uh, we'll have another chat. Thanks, Joe. I think I'll be dead and you'll be, but you know. (laughs) Oh, it's not going to happen again. That was a one-off. It's a (laughs) one-off. Thank you very much, Kelly. Thank you, Dimity. Thank you, listeners, for making Talk Back with Attitude for what it is. The program is podcast. You'll be able to podcast. Access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Young Kelly will do all that work in the next few minutes and provide you with a disc for your distant grandchildren, Dimity. Thanks, Joe. <laughs>
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.